Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Self-Confidence Project. I'm your host, Kimberly Hill, and this podcast is all about life and dating and relationships and navigating this intoxicatingly tricky world that we are all in. I want to bring you humor. I want to bring you fun. I want to bring you practical advice that you can apply right away in your lives and your dating lives and in your relationships. So thank you all for tuning in. I look forward to bringing you another episode. What are we waiting for? Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to today's episode of the self-confidence project. I am your host, Kimberly Hill, and we're going to dive into helping you understand if you in fact might just be the toxic one while dating or in a relationship. Now I want to shed light on the fact that nobody is perfect and really help you explore the concept of toxic behavior and share with you some examples of what might be happening, what you in fact might be doing and not even recognizing that is going to damage your success in dating and certainly damage any success in a long-term relationship. So you wanna wanna stay tuned for this. Now, before I dive into talking about this today, of course, I wanna remind you guys that I think I've finally got the launch date for the YouTube channel sorted. Uh, Planning to go live on the 5th of July So after you guys in the U.S. celebrate Independence Day, of course, we're celebrating Canada Day here on the 1st of July. Then you guys celebrate the 4th and then let's start fresh and go live on the 5th of July. So look out for that. And if you haven't already headed over to the YouTube channel, yes, it's not very exciting because there is nothing there yet but definitely subscribe to the channel and uh, so that you get notified when my first episode goes live. Takes a lot of time, thought, consideration, and planning to think of topics, explore topics and the content, of course, then set up and record the videos as well as get them edited and all packaged and organized so that they can go live for you guys because I know it's a really great way to consume content. Listening is a wonderful way if you're busy doing something, walking, driving, Watching is something that obviously people love to do. YouTube's really becoming one of the largest or is one of the largest search engines in the world. Um, and so I want to I want to be there. want to be live for you guys and want to bring some additional content that's really going to help you think about your lives, about success with dating and success with relationships. So would super love and appreciate if you guys head over there and hit subscribe. I just have a little personal goal of trying to get to just 500 subscribers before I go live. Um, so that, you know, when uh, all this work comes out and comes to fruition, there's someone to watch it, which is fun. Um, so yeah, head over there. Now, of course, uh, here we are just about hitting the pinnacle, the middle of the year. And if I could ask you to reflect on something, if you're single, if you've been dating for the last six months, but you're not having success, maybe now is the time to try something a little different. And so if you've been umming and you're a little on the fence, I do want to invite you to book that dating strategy call with me where I'm going to help you understand what might be holding you back and what you can do to overcome it and whether or not a coaching relationship is something that could be supportive for you. Um, and uh, if it is, then it'd be my honor and pleasure to work with you and help transform you. Like I have some of my clients that I'm working with now. I have quite the spectrum of men that I'm working with right now. It's amazing. Um, the age range has really widened working with men in their young 20s as well as men in their late 60s, 
but truly the bread and butter of the work I do is men that are, you know, middle-aged, that have had some significant long-term relationship or potentially are separated or divorced and are getting back out into the dating scene again. Just, you know, need a little bit of that accountability and new perspective and a bit of clarity so that, uh, you know, you can tackle approaching women and having great conversations and you know what kind of women you want to attract and the skills that you might need to have in order to maintain that attraction and fun and passion and zest so you can have a wicked ass summer and you can have fun with women and you can attract the right types of women and you become the man that you want to be so you can have a really amazing relationship. Um, those are some of the outcomes you can look forward to when you work with a coach in this specific area. So I invite you guys to uh, book that call. There's limited spaces and fairly full at the moment, but we'll be finishing up with another one or two clients in the next little bit here. So an opportunity to start with some new clients. Now, are you the toxic one in your relationships? It's a question worth asking. <laughs> we are very good as human beings at pointing out other people's flaws and other people's poor behavior. And we are good at criticizing others and judging others. And it's a way to keep ourselves safe. And it's a way to bind us to other people and be in tribes and communities and point out the differences between us. <laughs> but today I want to kind of get you reflecting a little bit on your own behaviors so you can understand whether or not maybe you're doing a few things that might be sabotaging your success in dating or sabotaging your success in a relationship. So firstly, I kind of want to start off with helping you understand why we behave in toxic ways. And of course, this can stem from a variety of underlying factors, but just want to, you know, lightly touch on the fact that, you know, some of us are behaving in certain ways because we simply have unresolved personal issues. You know, this world is a, a place where we all experience suffering. We're all having varying degrees of past traumas. And, and some of us have really unresolved emotional wounds or we've had really negative experiences in dating and relationships or with women or with men. And so this can impact how you're going to relate to others moving forward. And sometimes you're not even overly consciously aware of this. So you might be doing things subtly that are sabotaging your chances of forming a good connection and not really understanding it. So why we behave toxically is, well, we simply have unaddressed personal struggles and that leads to the expression, of course, <laughs> different types of toxic behavior. And I'll share what some toxic behaviors are. Um, sometimes we behave this way because we're just really insecure. We have low self-esteem. Um, I was really insecure when I was younger, particularly between 16 and 18, I think, were the two kind of years where I really didn't know who I was, really didn't like who I was or love or respect who I was. And so I didn't behave in particularly great ways towards myself or towards other people. And when we have feelings of inadequacy and low self-worth, well, it does drive us to engage in behaviors that aren't so great. Um, because sometimes this is a way to regain a feeling of control. Uh, sometimes it makes us feel like we are boosting our own self-esteem when in reality, if we're putting someone else down in order to build ourselves up, that's not particularly the way to go about it or healthy way to go about it. But we do that sometimes. We might put others down in order to feel like we are in some way, shape or form elevated. So sometimes we are just behaving kind of like a shithead <laughs> because we feel shit about ourselves. And many of us have heard the saying, hurt people, hurt people. Uh, and that reigns true here. Now, sometimes we're a little bit toxic because we learned how to be toxic. <laughs> Some of us grew up in environments or with parents or caregivers or uncles or cousins or sisters or brothers that were kind of toxic themselves. And so 
this type of behavior was normalized. Maybe screaming at someone or criticizing or judging or putting someone down or shaming them was something that happened in your household. Maybe you, in fact, were shamed or put down or ridiculed in your home. And so you kind of learned this is normal behavior or you witnessed your parents behaving this way to each other. And so you thought, well, that's what a relationship is like. So, well, maybe I'll stay away from them. Or if I get in one, then I guess I just have to learn how to fight really hard. All right. So sometimes we learn this behavior and then we replicate these patterns without even necessarily understanding or realizing their negative impact. And of course, ultimately, this is going to push healthy, emotionally stable people very far away from you. And so it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because if you're toxic, you're not aware of it. You're not going to be dating good people because they're not going to hang around for this. So you're probably going to have experiences with other toxic people. And this might just reconfirm that this is okay, this is normal, and it becomes normalized for you. Now, when we're also struggling or why we are toxic is because we maybe just haven't really learned how to effectively communicate. So there was definitely toxic traits that I had in prior relationships because communication in relationships with my intimate partner was not my strong suit. I struggled to express my emotions. I struggled to really understand the other person's perspective versus trying to kind of win the argument or be right. And with this lack of effective communication skills, while we can uh, be quite toxic, we can be manipulative, we can demean our partners, we can criticize anything that makes us feel like we are going to potentially win an argument or get a point across, but we're not doing it in an effective way or we don't have the communication skills. So we definitely need to know how to express our emotions. Men and women, we have to know how to express our emotions in a relationship. We have to know how to actively listen and active listening is a skill and it is hard work. And I talk about it a lot. And because if we don't, we're going to have misunderstandings. We're going to have frustrations. We're going to protest. We're going to be adults acting like children. And that's going to result in toxic behavior. And uh, of course, a relationship that, uh, isn't as strong as you would like it to be or as healthy as you'd like it to be. Now, we also get toxic because sometimes we just have power and control issues, right? Sometimes we just are toxic to other people because we have desire for being on the top, being the best, having power, having control, having dominance, you know? And so this desire and this sometimes even fierce independence over others can lead us to being controlling and manipulative. We disregard other people's autonomy, their well-being, because we want to be on top and we'll do whatever is necessary to gain that position. Uh, so sometimes we are toxic because we just want to be in control and in power. And we see this in large scales in our world with leaders who misuse power and get to the top in ways that aren't quite great <laughs> or ethical or authentic or good for others. Now, sometimes we are just actually emotionally immature, right? We lack emotional maturity. We have difficulty managing our own emotions effectively. And so we lash out, we're impulsive, we're irrational, and that contributes to toxicity. So if we actually don't know how to manage our own emotions, we weren't raised in a household where we had to tend to and care for our emotions and listen to our bodies, uh, we might just have this emotional immaturity and not know how to deal with it. And if you're an adult and you haven't worked out how to deal with your own emotions, then there's a good chance you're going to be toxic without even realizing it or maybe realizing it because understanding and how to regulate your emotions is such a big part of being an adult in today's society in order to function, deal with people, deal with communities, deal with your partner. Sometimes we are toxic because we are so afraid of going deep. We're so afraid of this vulnerability 
And so we get defensive. We push people away. We self-sabotage. This is a familiar one from a lot of, for a lot of people. I am afraid of going deep and being known, so I'm going to withhold affection. Or I am so vulnerable in this relationship because it's actually going in a good direction. Now I'm just going to break it down. I'm going to do a bunch of stuff that hurts my partner so that they are the ones that break up or leave me because I don't have the courage. I don't understand how to deal and do this effectively. And uh, I'm just going to avoid this emotional connection because it's incredibly scary for me. And, and often that happens because we've been deeply hurt in the past before. And it's like, whoa, I get this glimmer of something being good. Well, the better it is, the worse it can feel. And sometimes we're just toxic because we're stressed the F out. <laughs> Work is taking too much of our time. We're having financial difficulties. We're in debt. We're having personal challenges. We've been sick for a while. We broke a leg. Our family structure is stressing out or whatever is going on. And, and I, you know, on a good day, I can manage my emotions. But on a bad day, on a stressful week, on a stressful year, ooh, now I'm getting impacted my ability to manage my emotions to spilling over into other areas of my life. And now I'm becoming a toxic person. So none of these are excuses. Okay. You can have the shittest stuff going on in your life and it's never an excuse to treat someone else like shit or to engage in toxic behavior. So these are just potential explanations for why you yourself or someone else might be a little bit toxic. Okay, so resonate or think about what resonates with you there. Are you the kind of person that when you're really stressed out, you're a little shitty to other people? Or are you the kind of person when you get a little close to a woman, you're like, ooh, I kind of start to sabotage a little bit or maybe get a little critical or, ooh, I'm feeling a little out of, out of control in love here. I'm going to do things to regain that control or, wow, I'm feeling so many emotions with this woman in this relationship, but I don't know how to talk to her about it. So... I'm just going to kind of avoid that conversation. Or maybe you're just like reflecting on your life and going, yeah, my parents were really toxic to each other and I've definitely picked up some of those habits. Or you're saying to yourself, yeah, I just had a divorce. I just had a separation. I just had a relationship end and I am in the dumps. I do not really know who I am. I'm, I'm really struggling with my confidence and my self-esteem in this area of my life, maybe not all areas. And so I'm kind of feeling inadequate. And I'm kind of out there dating and feel this kind of sense of control over other people and, and sabotaging something. So, I mean, look, this is common for a lot of us. There's literally no one out there that's like void of toxic behaviors. We all have a dark side. We all have a multitude and triad of dark personality types and narcissism, manipulation and psychopathy and all of that. We all have it. In fact, there is a, a quiz you can take now. It's called the dark triads test, dark triad personality test. And you can go, I think it's openpsychometrics.org. Anyways, type in dark triads test if you're interested. Now, I don't, I don't know how, you know, it's, I don't, I'm not associated with this website or anything, but I did this test a while ago myself and it asks you about 27 questions and then it ranks you on how narcissistic you are uh, your psychopathy scale <laughs> and how high you rank in Machiavellianism. And it helps us understand a more uniform assessment of ourselves and understand that each one of us is going to rank somewhere on the scale on these traits. Nobody is perfect. Nobody is an angel. We have a dark side. We're human beings. We have the need for 
danger, anger, aggression, violence. It's all part of who we are. And so this quiz helps you understand how much you rank on these scales, right? Uh, to understand your darker side, and it's important to understand the dark so that you can move it more into the light. The longer and the more energy we spend trying to repress who we are instead of welcoming all parts of ourselves, but then learning to tame it, right? If you're trying to repress who you truly are, your human nature is going to spill out at some point in time. Now, so those are some of the reasons why we might engage in toxic behavior. You can go ahead and find out how, how toxic you might tend to be on the dark triads test. But now I want to share with you some examples of toxic behavior so you understand, okay, well, maybe, maybe there's some reasons that I might tend to be a little toxic, but what does that actually mean? Well, I shared a few examples here, but one of those things is controlling behavior. When we try and exert power and dominance over a person, we try and make decisions on their behalf. We restrict their autonomy. We try and control their movements, their time, what they do, how they spend their money, who they see. This is incredibly toxic behavior. And if you're out there dating and you notice that one person tends to be making all the decisions disregarding the other person. Uh, this is very controlling behavior. It's something to be mindful of. So make sure this isn't something you yourself are doing. Manipulation. We're all fairly familiar with this one. Using deceit, guilting somebody, using emotional tactics to manipulate your partner's feelings, actions, thoughts, all for your own personal gain. Humans by nature are pretty damn manipulative, right? We use our emotions to encourage a certain type of behavior in someone else. So if you are guilting someone in, like, let's say here's a practical example. You're a guy, you're setting up a date with a woman and, you know, she's been relatively consistent the whole time you've been dating her, but there's this one time when she's unable to get away and meet you or she has to cancel a date and you throw a tantrum and you make her feel so shitty about it and you guilt her into like ultimately changing around everything that's going on in her life just so she can come out and spend time with you because you're manipulating her for your own personal gain and that gain is I want time with that person that I that I like. We do this a lot. We we pout. <laughs> we tell someone that's really hurting us and you don't value me and you don't love me and so like if you really cared about me you would make the time for me and we guilt people into doing things and it's really we're weaponizing our emotions and it's an awful thing so don't do it. <laughs> Be more emotionally stable and regulated and mature than that because when we start to do a little bits of this then we start to do a lots of bits of this in our relationships and i'm familiar with this we all know how to manipulate people i used to do this too like when my partner back in singapore would go out and he had to go and, and do stuff in the evenings for work there would be times when i you know would even send a text being like i can't believe you're not home like that's bullshit, right like don't guilt somebody if there's a healthy relationship you trust someone they have their own independence outside of you like you're interdependent in the relationship then using tactics to guilt someone into them having a bad time i actually remember a partner did this to me one of my first really serious relationships when i lived in australia and what was i, I was just out with my girlfriends having fun having a couple drinks i'm in my 20s like no bad intentions other than have a good time with my girls. And I remember receiving texts from my partner saying like, 
I feel awful here without you. Like, I'm so lonely. Like, I want you to come home. And like, we lived together. We spent tons of time together, but it just made me feel so awful about having fun with some of my friends because he was using his emotions to uh, try and get me to come home. Uh, it was like, what, 9 p.m. or something like that. So it wasn't even late. Anyways, we do this to people and we need to be aware of it and mindful and we need to stop doing it and we need to actually communicate and have healthy expectations. Jealousy and possessiveness. Constantly questioning your partner's loyalty. You're not trustworthy. You don't love me. You're, you know, I can't, I can't see you going out because you're going to cheat on me. Invading their privacy, looking at their phone, you know, going through their stuff, being suspicious of them all the time. Or attempting to isolate them from friends and family because you're so worried that they're going to do something. When we're so worried that someone else is going to do something, I really think it reflects on how worried we are that we are going to do that same thing. Now, it's not always the case, but if we're trying to isolate people from friends and family, kind of like, like, <laughs> like Schmeagel with the ring, like, my precious, you're mine, you're mine, and I own you, it's like, get over yourself. You know, you're in a committed relationship with someone that certainly doesn't mean that you own them or you're capitalizing on their time or who they can spend time with. There's discussions, compromise, all of that kind of stuff. Jealousy and possessiveness, pretty common too, especially for those that are anxiously wired and have trust issues. Verbal and emotional abuse, super common, common from women to men, common from men to women. And women are really bad at this. Women are are very good with their words. They can really hurt with words. When we name call, when we insult, we belittle, we criticize a partner, it undermines their self-esteem. It undermines their emotional well-being. And what does that make us feel better about ourselves? That feel like we won the argument? Any relationship should have some serious strict rules for conflict, engaging in conflict, that there are no name calls, that there are no insults. A conflict is not about beating your partner up and then beating you up and seeing who wins. It's about fighting a problem. What is the problem that is causing you to fight? Someone tired? That could be a problem. Is the household stuff not getting done? That's the problem. Deal with the problem, not fight each other. Because if you fight each other, it leads to an escalation can lead to a lot of emotional abuse. Gaslighting, distorting the truth. I have a whole episode on this. It was interesting how gaslighting even came to be. It started with a film. Distorting the truth. Making someone else kind of feel crazy. Making them doubt their own perceptions, memory, or sanity. Well, that's what you said. Well, I remember you said that. Well, I didn't say that. Well, yes, you did. Yeah, you did do that. Another person goes, I did? That's not cool. <laughs> Gosh, toxic behaviors, man. I'm familiar with all of these and I am sure you are as well, but I want you to think about like, what is your tendency? Maybe you're not a jealous or possessive type, but maybe you're a critical person. Maybe you're not a critical person. Maybe you manipulate with your emotions, right? What about lack of respect? That means you disregard your partner's boundaries. You dismiss their thoughts, feelings, or opinions, and you engage in disrespect, disrespectful behavior like mocking them or yelling. Hey, I'm good at this one. I have big eyes. I am very good at rolling my eyes at someone and making them feel really shitty. And that's not cool, right? Do you do that? Do you yell at people? Do you interrupt? Do you disregard someone's boundaries despite them clearly stating that? If a partner says to you, please don't say that to me, do you then say it four more times <laughs> like a child and disrespect them? I'm sure I've done that before. <laughs> oh, 
I know that I can be a toxic person, but I understand I'm aware of this, right? And when you become aware of some of the dark sides of yourself, that's when you can work on becoming a better person, right? And I do it with an air of humor, clearly. Okay, drinking some coffee here. In fact, I just got a new AeroPress. Um, honestly, it's so amazing. It's such a smooth coffee and it's not bitter at all. And it is the way forward for me. Now, what about passive aggressiveness? Hostility, anger, resentment through sarcasm, the silent treatment, which is so hurtful or intentionally withholding affection or support. I'm mad at this person. So when they come over for the date tonight, instead of talking to them about what's hurting my feelings, I'm just going to like withhold affection from them and kind of treat them like shit. That's so passive aggressive. And so many of us that are conflict avoidant, like every single person I know hates conflict. And it's like, yeah, no one's going to love it, but you have to know how to enter conflict boldly. Otherwise you become passive aggressive. And otherwise you don't deal with issues. You use sarcasm, you deflate things, you withhold affection or support. Somebody needs you. No, not going to show up for you because I'm mad and I'm acting like a child. Is this you? Do you do this shit? If it is, get check in with yourself and get a hold of yourself and get a grip and learn to overcome some of these behaviors because these are going to hold you back from being with someone who unconditionally loves you despite how much we all want that physical aggression gotta say this women hitting men not cool obviously men hitting women not cool physically harming harming threatening your partner lifting your hand in front of their face, pushing any kind of form of violence. So not cool. When we see this normalized so much in videos, we see women abusing men physically in videos all the time, slapping them, pushing them, biting them, hitting them as if it's fucking okay. It's so not okay, but it's normalized. It's like, yeah, women can do it to men because men are tough. A woman uh, or a man does it to a woman, put him in jail. He's a monster. Of course you're both monsters, right? Physical aggression. Do you do this? Do you notice that you kind of whack at your partner, hit them, bite them, push them, anything that is physically aggressive? It's so not okay. And guys, if women are doing this to you, it's fucking not cool. You got to assert your boundary here because no matter, no matter how attractive she is or how much you love her or how much is at stake here, if you allow physical aggression to happen to you, you are telling her, this is okay. You can treat me this way. No worries. I don't really value myself. So go ahead and whack me. And this is really common. I've worked with a lot of clients who have had a lot of women that have been emotionally and physically aggressive towards them. Abuse happens to men all the time. Men have been taught, just deal with it. And that's not okay. Emotional neglect. So if I'm upset and I'm not getting my way, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna provide you the emotional support, empathy, validation, or love that you need. I'm gonna dismiss your concerns because I'm not getting what I need. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna show up and help you. And lastly, blame shifting, which is I'm not gonna take responsibility for my actions because it's always my partner's fault deflecting accountability. So toxic behavior, a lot of different ways that we can be toxic. I'm sure there's more than what I've shared in this list here, and it can manifest all the time. This list is certainly not exhaustive. How can you recognize and understand your own toxic behaviors? For me, I had to recognize and realize that in my life that I can be passive aggressive, that I use sarcasm in the wrong way and humor in the wrong way. I.e. I can be very critical and 
I know that in times I have withheld affection when I felt like my needs weren't getting met. So because I was able to recognize that and just be honest with myself and say, I'm, I'm not saying here I'm an awful person, but I recognize that there's shit that I need to deal with that I learned or understood maybe it was okay or these were the coping mechanisms that I picked up to try and deal with emotions that were uncomfortable because I didn't understand direct communication. So ask yourself which are the things that are resonating. Now the most important part here is that you take responsibility, that you encourage your own self-accountability here and ask yourself, well, if I'm dating someone or I'm in a relationship and I'm noticing I'm doing these things, you're gonna notice it in your partner faster, right? But it takes one to know one often, right? If you're noticing that you're engaging in this type of behavior, then encourage your own self-accountability. Emphasize the importance of taking responsibility for how you act as an individual. If you get hurt and then you go hurt other people, or if your needs aren't being met and you're passive aggressive, or if you don't know how to effectively communicate something that's important to you in a relationship, so you withhold affection, then you are behaving toxically. And there's a good chance anyone listening to the show is toxic in some way, shape, or form. So here is an episode to encourage you to do better, to be better, to examine the communication habits that you have in your relationship and understand where you need to do better. Do you need to focus on listening more? Do you need to focus on being assertive? Do you need to understand how to have a respectful dialogue? Do you need to understand how to express your emotions, guys, and ask for what you need so that you're not manipulative, passive aggressive, withholding affection, whatever else it might be that you do? How do you learn to improve your communication so that you don't have to be toxic? And how do you assess and understand your own emotional regulation? How do you manage how you're feeling? How do you avoid emotional outbursts, right? Because if you're packing stuff down that's upsetting you, then you will blow your lid at some point, right? So how do you find healthy coping mechanisms? Do you need to slow down? Do you need to journal? Do you need to be in a supportive community of men? Do you need to work with a coach, work with a counselor, work with a therapist, work with a psychiatrist? What do you need to do to understand healthier coping mechanisms so that you're not sabotaging your relationships? Right? I, I see this all the time. No one's perfect. Even my parents' relationships, there's some toxic stuff there between the two of them. There's still toxic stuff in, uh, in my relationship. We all have toxic traits, but can you understand and take responsibility for your role and then promise yourself to do better? So hopefully this episode helped shine the light in a lighthearted way that we're all kind of toxic people. We all need to do a little better. We all need to have some self-awareness here. Uh, understand that no one's an angel. It's not everyone else's fault that we can't just play the victim in life. And we really have to step up and say, where can I do better? in my life, in dating, in relationships, so that I can be the man, I can be the woman that has the relationship that I want. So thanks so much for listening to today's podcast episode, guys. Also head over to YouTube, subscribe to my channel there. I'm going to be putting out great content like today's episode, but in video format, nice and stimulating for you guys. And uh, of course, if you're thinking about maybe getting a little bit of support, some guidance, accountability, perspective, and clarity on dating and relationships, then book that free dating strategy call with me. Be wonderful to hear from you. Have some fun this summer and uh, help you find your dream woman. Thanks everybody and talk to you guys next week.